Section 39 of Stories Without Tears. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Stories Without Tears by Barry Payne. Blue Roses. There were once blue roses. It was long and long ago and even then the blue roses were very scarce. There was but one bush, growing in a wood near to a royal palace, and until the flowers were in bloom it looked exactly like an ordinary wild rose. But children playing in the wood in June had come upon it and spread the story so that many went out to see the blue roses, and strange stories were told of the power that they had. In the royal palace there lived a princess who distinguished herself from the princesses of romance by not being at all beautiful. This was the harder upon her because she was a woman who herself worshipped beauty wherever she saw it and of whatever kind it might be. When she was told that a marriage had been arranged and would shortly take place between herself and a prince from a neighboring country whom she had never seen, she shrugged her shoulders and acquiesced. These things were a matter of state. She would never love the prince, and her mirror told her that he would never love her, but the succession would be secured. Now, as it chanced, this prince though not otherwise notable was an extremely beautiful young man and fully conscious of it he spent much time and trouble on his dress and his adornment he looked like the very picture of a prince always he also had recognized that the marriage was one of interest and expediency and when he saw the little plain woman who was to be his wife, he was quite polite and fascinating in his manners. He did not grumble. He was not recalcitrant. At the same time, he was not in the least in love with her. This was entirely as she had expected. The really serious trouble was that she fell very much in love with him. So much so that she annoyed the king, her father, and the ministers on whose counsel he relied by saying that, come what might, even if she never married at all, she should not marry this prince. What have you against him? the king asked. The princess laughed. Pressed further, she would only repeat with obstinacy that she would not marry him the natural effect of this was to make everybody extremely disagreeable to her all who had the right and some who had not spoke at large on the subject of duty so the princess kept out of the way in her own apartments or wandering in the wood by the palace and sometimes she wept and sometimes she painted from memory a portrait of the prince who loved her not. For a princess, she painted rather well. One day, as she sat in her apartments, she heard a young page beneath the window speaking to his fellows and saying that as he passed through the wood, he had seen the blue roses. 
Then the stories that she had heard of them came back to her mind, and all unattended she went out into the wood. Long was her search, but it was rewarded in the end. Deep in a shadowed place, far from the track, she saw the intense blue of the strange roses, and at the foot of the bush she sat and rested and thought for a while. Then, timorously, she plucked the petals from one of the roses and ate them, and their taste seemed to be at first sweet and afterwards very bitter. Having done this, she lay down at full length, waiting to see whether the strange story of the blue roses was true, or whether perhaps the petals might be poisonous, or whether they might have no power at all over her. And very soon she slept. In her sleep she was still herself, but she had become very beautiful, so that it was a delight to her to see her own face in a mirror or in a clear stream, and she knew that on the morrow she was to wed the prince, and he came to her with love in his eyes, love in his words, so that for the first time she knew what it was to be ignorant, whether to yield or to resist. As he kissed her, she awoke again. Now the sunlight had found out the corner where she lay and shone hot upon her. The blue roses had done their work, and she had known love. Then she thought to herself of the bitterness of going on for the rest of her life without it, and she took out her dagger and cut down that rose-bush and tore out the roots of it that no one else might suffer as she suffered. After that, she lived for quite a long time, rather bad-tempered and slightly addicted to good works, but the blue roses are happily lost to us. End of section 39 Recording by M. L. Wise